everybody, and welcome to Comic Club, your friendly neighborhood comic book podcast. I am your host, Blaine McGaffigan, and I'm joined, as always, by Adam, Adman Cook. Hey, Blaine, great to be here. We are streaming today live from Comic Club Studio Headquarters. Each month, we read a new comic or graphic novel and break it down in the show. This is our spoiler-free, shorter episode where we introduce what book we're reading this month and chat about our first impressions, including The Bare Bones, who this comic is for, and judging a book by its cover. This month, we'll be reading Jupiter's Legacy by Mark Miller and Frank Quietly. Adam, give us The Bare Bones. Okay, so Jupiter's Legacy is about a group of superheroes um, that were given their powers kind of in the golden age, 1930s era. Now they've grown and into middle age, they've got their own generation of children that are going to follow them up. And so this is kind of about the intergenerational conflict between those two worlds of superheroes. And so um, why are we reading this book, Blaine? Totally. Uh, We're going to keep bringing this up over and over. There's a Netflix series coming out. So Mark Miller has his own imprint. Uh, A lot of these guys, whenever they do their creator-owned stuff at Image, they'll create their own imprint. So he's got Miller World and it got bought up by Netflix. And they just, you know, outright, I want your creator-owned catalog. We own it now. We always knew what the intention was. Why does Netflix want to buy a comic creator stuff? Obviously, to turn this stuff into TV and movies. So this is the first one of his properties that's going to kind of get the uh, small screen treatment. In this case, Jupiter's Legacy. I want to go over a really quick asterisk publishing history because it gets a little complicated. They they recently produced their four trade paperbacks. Trade paperbacks are what we call the collections of these things. There's the Netflix editions that you can go pick up in your store or buy digitally right now. The way they uh, printed this and published this is he originally did Jupiter's Legacy 1 through 5, and that kind of tells the original story. Then he created the prequel comic, Jupiter's Circle, which is 10 issues. And then they went back and finished the original Jupiter's Legacy with 6 through 10. So the way this goes in the Netflix editions, Jupiter's Legacy Volume 1 and 2 is the prequel called Jupiter Circle. It's The artist is not Frank Quietly. What we are reading in Comic Club this month and that we think, granted there hasn't been a lot of trailers about this show, is Jupiter's Legacy Volume 3 and 4, which is kind of the modern era of this story. So that's where we're at today. Um, we're reading this because... You know, it's coming out, and I got to say, I read the first five issues whenever this was coming out in single, and this really hit me hard. This is a part of something in the 90s and 2000s called widescreen comics, and it's when these comic creators really started making more cinematic uh, experiences in the panels themselves. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really, didn't have much history with this particular title but mark miller is kind of a titan in comic books he's huge so i mean you've you know the readers have probably heard of him um through one of his various adaptations you know he did wanted he did kick ass he did all these things that have hit the big screen and um they were all comics first so i'm really excited to get into this yeah i mean that's exactly right you mentioned him wanted kick ass kingsman 
Civil War. He wrote Civil War. They did adaptation. Old Man Logan, which kind of loosely got adapted into Logan. And then The Ultimate, which is kind of like our version of the Avengers. And I bring that up because he creates these very visual, very cinematic universes. Again, Jupiter's Legacy is a comic that not a lot of people are familiar with. It's kind of a deep cut. I don't know how well read it is. We haven't gotten a lot of Netflix trailers of it yet, but we're hoping to kind of get on this train. Maybe it's going to pop off and hit the Netflix top 10, which I got to say, guys, you need to up your taste because Netflix top 10 is looking pretty, pretty bad these days. We got to work on that as a a group, people. (laughs) I mean, just, you know, think about what you're clicking. Don't let it autoplay for you. Come on, guys. Yeah. Be active, active viewers. That's right. All right, let's take it over to who this comic is for. This is where we break down who we think is the perfect audience for this month's book. If you find yourself in these categories, you have to pick it up. If not, join the comic club anyway and read it with us. Adam, who is this comic for? This comic is for Roman mythology scholars. People who like postmodern superhero comics like The Boys and Watchmen. Anyone looking for a lighter touch in their artwork. Mothers and fathers of bratty kids. Fans of King Kong. And Americans who hope for a better future. And that is who this comic is for. We're going to take it on over to judging a book by its cover. This is where we like to imagine we're walking through a comic shop and happen upon the book sitting on the shelf. What do we think about the cover? What does it say about what's inside? How cool is the logo and everything else? Adam. Let's judge this book by its cover. So these covers, you know, the trade covers all have a um, kind of a look to it where they're, they've got this big title header at the top that's in a, you know, kind of takes up a third of the cover where um, Jupiter's Legacy is featured in different colors. And then they've got a picture below it kind of describing or, you know, showcasing whatever's happening in each individual trade. To me, that kind of reminds me of almost like a, a literature series. It looks like really kind of like classical literature. You might find like a Roman mythology mm-hmm. um, series. And this is supposed to be heavily, you know, based on that kind of grand tales of Roman mythology. And in issue three or, you know, book three, that one, which is supposed to be the first one that was printed, it really looks like this Roman myth is being heavily featured because it's got, um, two figures in the background, two stone figures that look like they could be gods or, you know, heroes of some sort. They're older. They look like they're from the old world. And then in front of them in the foreground, you got some younger characters that purposefully look like kids. They look like they're like goths, like angsty teens, basically this, you know, kind of small wayfish woman. And then behind her is a cool looking guy. He's got like a hot topic outfit on. He's got a nice goatee. And um, so I think this is really like, you know, modern versus old fashioned worlds collide, new school, old school. That's that first cover. I think it's great. What do you think about that cover? Yeah, let me jump in. I think you captured it so much. These kids shop at Hot Topic. And and we're going to get into the themes in this book, obviously, in a couple of weeks. But you have these gods. And Mark Miller always talked about what 
what would happen? What would Superman and Wonder Woman's kids be like if they had to grow up in the shadow of their fathers and mothers? Um, and they had superpowers. And that's what this deals with thematically. And here, you know, you have these golden age boomers or maybe even greatest generation. I don't know what you would call them. And then you have these millennials or Gen X and they look goth. They stop, they shop at Hot Topic, maybe a little emo. They have Death Cab for Cutie, you know, in, this, in their CD player as they're driving to school. Um, but, uh, Frank quietly also just has a really unique way of dry, of, of drawing. And I think you, you mentioned it on the lighter side, like his lines are very thin. Is that kind of what you were mentioning there? Yeah. I think I've always thought of him as having this really delicate touch. Like it looks like, you know, his, his pen is just like barely touching the paper in a really precise and like calculated way that is light is what it looks like to me. Yeah. And you know, we talked about the widescreen comics. I lo- I've kind of dug into a couple of these issues and I'm so excited to talk about this because he is one of these legends in comics. And, he, you know, he works with a lot of these British guys, uh, Mark Miller and Grant Morrison. And they just draw these things. And it's so interesting because he has these he just thinks very cinematically. And I'm excited to pick your brain about that, Adam, because um, some of the way the, the pages are laid out, just the, the language of the way you walk through. But then these are, like you said, they're just character portraits. And the character portraits are, it doesn't tell a lot what's going to happen in this. And it's, you know, fairly standard. It's not like exciting, like it's like a Star Wars, like the Photoshop heads where they have lightsabers. They're just kind of standing there. Yeah. Not much to go on beyond that you just i guess you got to get in there and see who these people are yeah then um kind of like we mentioned there's a little overlay now netflix is very proud of themselves netflix the netflix original series you know they always do that whenever um you know soon to be a major motion picture um but now netflix has their stamp of approval on it which i thought was just kind of interesting and you know mess with the order a little bit did it chronologically instead of the original print run which you know makes sense yeah, I mean, little confusing, I think, if you were trying to go according to the publication history, but really they're trying to get it to tie in with this Netflix Netflix show, and that'll just open it up to a way bigger audience. So whatever you got to do to make that work, I say more power to you, just go for it, because whatever's going to get these characters in front of more people, I think, is the right way to do it. Get some back yeah. to the comic, you know? And, and listen, we have no idea how this is going to be. This was kind of one that me and Adam took a chance on. Let's let's hop on sort of a trend that could be coming down. We've seen some characters in their costumes, and they look kind of cheesy, but I think those behind-the-scenes photos always look a little cheesy whenever you see the actors in their suits. Um, but cheesy is kind of also a little bit the point, because those Golden Age heroes are supposed to be, you know... It's kind of poking a little bit at those more golden age heroes. Um, you know, and I thought The Witcher looked like crap, and that thing popped off on Netflix. So there's no telling how this is going to do. There's no telling how it's going to do. And really, we also picked it because we think it's going to be a great book to read. And uh, beyond anything else, we're excited about that. A hundred percent. Like, I, I got to say, like I told Adam, I've been digging into this and I cannot stop. And I am excited really excited to talk about the art next week two weeks from now so that wraps it up for our first impressions episode if you enjoyed today's show tell a friend and leave a review on your podcast app of choice 
go pick up a copy of Jupiter's Legacy and join us in two weeks for our full in-depth episode diving into the nitty-gritty of Jupiter's Legacy. Adam? Comic Club out. Comic Club is brought to you from Upper Esh Media. This episode was edited by Adam J. Cook. Our intro and outro music is by Tiger Cup. Katie Livingston at Living Kate designed our logo. If you enjoyed the episode, tell a friend, follow us on social at Comic Club Podcast, and join our Facebook group to continue the conversation online. Remember, everyone, read more comics. Comic Club.